Hi there. You're listening to Everything Scares Me. My name is Dana Haynes, and over the last year, I have coerced my sister into letting you into her stream of consciousness so that you too can see why everything scares me. Hello and welcome to another episode of Would You Like Some Corn Oil with That Hexane? I'm your host, Tanya Nelson, and let's talk about dim lipids. <coughs> Boo. Ooh. <coughs> Don't bring up painful subjects. It's not spooky season anymore. <laughs> Did you see my We're tweet done yesterday? with the spoopies. Yeah. <laughs> that it will live on forever in my heart. <laughs> I was like, that sounds kind of dark. <laughs> but it oh. will. <laughs> Spoopy season will? Yeah. Mm. Will live on forever in my heart. Yeah, I, I saw one the other day that states where you could legally own a kangaroo, and Tyler posted it, uh-huh. and I was like, uh, it was like places where you can own one just flat out, and places where you can own one with a permit, and places where you can't own one at all, and Arizona was a place where you couldn't own one at all, and I was like, you live in the dark lands. <laughs> you live in the dark lands. <laughs> the bad places. Did I ever tell you that we had a kangaroo come through our drive through at Starbucks frequently? No. Because it was a lady that had some sort of like a science, like a kid's science program that she did. And she had a kangaroo. <laughs> and it was obviously it needed some emotional support. And so it came and she had a special little bag that she wore around like her waist. And she had a kangaroo in a diaper in that bag all the time. There was a little Joey. A little, well, it was it was. It wasn't, t- it wasn't a tiny mm-hmm. one, but it was a baby still. That's so sweet. Yeah, it was really With cute. A diaper. <laughs> With a diaper on. The funniest part was watching it like walk around, <laughs> hop around, um, which I only saw. I think I saw one time because it like turned out that Steven knew her for some reason. That's very interesting. <laughs> what? Just that that you had that you said it was in Colorado. No, it was in Texas. Oh, I guess that makes more sense, climate-wise, mm-hmm. for a kangaroo. Closer to so. Australia. Yeah, further south, and clo- I don't, I don't know which direction you would go to get there faster. I meant, I meant the climate. I didn't <laughs> oh. mean geographically. I meant Texas is closer to well, Australia. At first, I was like, yeah, wise. yeah, because it's. Sa- Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> They're on the other side. It, uh, no. <laughs> okay. Well. Never mind. Anyway. So, we've come here today to discuss the biology and the physiology physiology and the (laughs) quality quality (laughs) (laughs) of and the the seed oils. Seed oils. (laughs) And the seed oils. Dana, that little whistle that you do, oh my gosh, gets me every time. You sound Dana's like actually gopher. an eighty-five-year-old man. I can't even do it. Shh. Of the seed oil. The seed oil. <laughs> seed. I can't do it either. Yeah. I didn't even watch well The Simpsons, but I know that there's a creepy character in it that does that. Mm-hmm. No, no, nope, no, nope, no, nope, not The Simpsons. Winnie the Family Pooh. Guy. Winnie the Pooh. Gopher. Yeah. Oh, he does do that. Well, I'm thinking of the creepy man from Family Guy. I don't yeah. even watch Family Guy, but I know he exists. Speaking of oils, there was an episode of Third Rock from the Sun where one of them goes and becomes a uh, 
Like one of those dudes who stands there in the store and sprays you with cologne and tries to get you to buy it. Oh, yeah. And he, he said, he was talking to this, this one lady, and he was like, um, it, he sprayed her with it, and he went, it's whale. Oh, no. And she was like, huh? whale? And he's like, yes, all our products are derived from natural whale oils. Oh, no. And the woman said, isn't that animal cruelty? And he says, no, they don't kill the whales. They just corner them. And then he goes, <laughs> you'd be surprised how much oil they let go when they're really scared. Oh, good. And it was like, ew. But but it's not animal cruelty. So. It's not animal cruelty. You just scare them to death until they pee, and then we put it in a cologne. What was it I said about, <laughs> about uh, ink? Something happened the other day, and I got ink on me or something. And I turned to Chris and I was like, <laughs> I was like, some octopus, you just, or you just wasted some octopus's ink on me or something like or that. It, I was like, that was a waste of octopus was like, ink. Or, or was it like, was it, I thought it was something like, you know, like do you know how many, uh, like, you know, how, I mean, how many octopi had to be milked just so you could waste <laughs> this ink on me? Wasn't it something like that? I remember you talking about milking an octopus. <laughs> I think that was it. To get their ink <laughs> for a pen. How many octopi had to be milked? Skilled? 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 Scared. <laughs> 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 Ladies guess, and gentlemen. I guess there's a market for scaring um, water animal uh, life. Into, into releasing aquatic. I, I can't aquatic. remember if I, saw, if, I, if I sent it to you, but there's a guy on TikTok that, um, that answers questions. <laughs> And one of the questions he got was, why did they call it a sperm whale? Oh, yeah. Oh, Hank Green. Yeah. yeah. Hank Green. We, yeah. Thought yeah. we thought it was we sperm. We thought it was sperm. We thought it was sperm. It was our fault. We thought it was sperm. <laughs> yeah, I did see that. Oh, gosh. It cracks me up. I've got a little, like, a helper here. So if I get louder and more quiet, it's because Rylan <laughs> is, like. He's moving the microphone. He's like, I want to talk. Yeah, but whenever we put him up to the microphone, he doesn't ever nope. step up to the plate. Hey. He just. There's too many. No, none of that. Hey. Well. He just turns back into a baby. You just, <laughs> can you say something? They can't hear you smile, Rylan. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's close <laughs> enough. There it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ain't no way I'm cutting that out. Yeah. Is that fun? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let go now. I can't get let go. <laughs> okay. You've got to sit over here now. Anyway, so. So, not talking about whale oil, but is talking about. Oil oil. Oil oil. That was and, a very unfortunate. We'll sentence. talk about. We'll is. talk about whales another time. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't to. think we will. <laughs> no, we I don't won't. think we will. We won't. I mean, we could start this out at the beginning and say that, you know, well, but even that well, whale oil, I don't think that we used to hunt whales. I mean. You don't think we used to hunt whales? No, no, I no. brought up, I didn't bring <laughs> no, up, I didn't saying. bring up whale oil as an actual say. part of this conversation. Well, I, I just know. said that it was part of a stupid sitcom. I know, I know. <laughs> but what I'm saying is like the context we were talking about whale oil, I think was that they used to, that they used to hunt sperm whales because their heads are full of oil. And I did not know that. Yeah. And that's the oil that they used to use for like lighting lamps and junk. Mm-hmm. 
which is mm-hmm. crazy. I didn't know that. Um, and I think, I w- did we use it? Were we? It's not, they used, I feel like they used to use it for like a paint thinner too or something like that. That sounds right. I know that because of Wind Calls the Heart. At one point, they need paint thinner, and someone goes to someone else's house, and they're like, yes, I have whale oil. Here you go. And it was it was flammable. So that, they thought that they that set the sense. church on fire with it or something. Something happened. Anyway. I feel like I've seen a movie where like there's a dead whale, and it catches on fire like the Yikes. water around it does. Yikes. I really want to say that I've seen that movie. Oof. That's nuts. Yeah. That's nuts. But... If we wanted to stay on topic with that, since when have we ever done that? Our actual conversation of oils and talk about how canola oil was originally used for like engines and and light lamps and things and for fuel exactly. So, what would stop someone from using whale oil to light a lamp? No, cook. (laughs) <laughs> stuff if that's what they did with canola 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 oil is very different i was gonna um, say it sounds like if you're gonna cook with whale oil it's probably a better idea right yeah it mm-hmm. might i don't know because but it's it an still sounds oil. yucky no i don't i'm not i'm not advocating for actually doing it i wonder what that smells like i don't want to know <laughs> but i feel like it cannot i mean people are talking about burning their lot their lives oh no <laughs> if there's <laughs> if, if anyone listening knows what a sperm whale smells like <laughs> don't when, tell us when, keep that to yourself <laughs> when you cook with it don't listen to tanya please tell us <laughs> but if, using it to burn not their lives but their lamps can you imagine <laughs> <laughs> what the, I mean, their living rooms must have. Oh, it smells like home and sperm whale oil. Well, <laughs> I hate every bit of this. <laughs> I hate that so much. I'm sorry. I must be a little bit more tired than usual because I feel a little slap happy, y'all. <laughs> so, but anyway, the the whole thing about canola oils and actually what I've so what what I'm learning is. I don't even know how far back I want to go on this. So I have just been, I've, I've always been on a pursuit for more knowledge on like that, the healthiest way to eat primarily so that I can ignore it. Um, <laughs> but I just like knowing this stuff. And then, you know, like I've, I try to like when I'm cooking my boring during the week <clears throat> meals, I try to kind of adhere to some of those standards and then, you know, like I said, ignore those standards when I want cookies or donuts <laughs> or muffins or whatever, you know. Yes. And so one of the one of the people that I follow had just said, you know, if you're wanting to get onto this more like natural way of eating, then you should check out the Weston A. Price Foundation, which is where I'm sourcing all of my information from in case anybody wants to go and like, you know. Fact check? Yeah, fact check. Good luck with that. <laughs> um, but so I was just perusing this, like looking to see what it was all about. And there was just this whole blurb that came up about, <laughs> I know he's over here starfishing. <laughs> I can't Watching you. you try to talk about serious things, battling a baby to yeah. keep him away from the cables. And he's just flopping he all just, over the place. He's <laughs> bouncing. He's like, if I bounce hard <laughs> enough, she'll release me. <laughs> I'm having a great time trying to do what you're doing and multitask, watching the baby and listening to the oil talk. So anyway, I came across this one article that sounded really interesting. It was talking about 
um, just the different kinds of fats that we tend to use right now, and especially the fats that are good for you versus the fats that are found in the standard American diet. And a lot of these fats and oils that we use regularly are, you know, they have on the labels like heart healthy or whatever. But when you learn a little bit more about them, you find out that they're just not, they're not, they're not healthy for your heart. They're not healthy for any part of your body really. And so the long and short of this is that, like, I feel like the general population knows that trans fats are at least something to be limited. Yeah. Like, if if not that they are really bad for you, don't eat those, um, <laughs> then, you know, at least they know, okay, I probably shouldn't eat very many of those. And then, but then a lot of people think of certain oils like canola oil <coughs> or... Um, like grapeseed oil and stuff like that, they think of the corn oil, they think of those as being like pretty good alternatives, you know? Like, oh, well, at least I'm not using butter, you know? I mean, <laughs> but but really when it comes down to it, like if you're using butter or tallow or lard, like those, uh, you, you just, they're just there. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You don't have to extract you don't have to chemically alter mm-hmm. to get them to do which. Uh, and I'm say, not. I've been making my own butter. Yeah, and, and I'm I've like been enjoying it. I'm not even saying if you don't want to eat animal products, I'm not saying you have to eat animal products to have like a healthy diet. I'm not. I don't even want to. I don't even want to go into that arena. I'm just saying that like what I am learning from kind of researching all this oil business is that like if you're going to extract oil from a seed that from from corn specifically is the one that just keeps on coming to mind because who who's ever bitten into like a corn on the cob and been like mm, that's one oily yeah. piece of corn you know what i mean like <laughs> if i did oh, i'd be this, worried <laughs> yeah this corn is oily no you think of it as like it's got it's juicy and mm-hmm. it's sweet you don't think of it as like greasy or oily like most people have to add butter to corn like that's that's yeah. just what we do it enhances the flavor <clears throat> And o- fat is a flavor enhancer. So obviously something that doesn't have a lot of fat on it tastes really good, but has a lot of sweeteners, or mm-hmm. not sweeteners, sugars like corn does. Obviously that's going to taste real good when you put some fat on it. But now we have corn oil for you to like cook in and stuff. And what <laughs> I, I've never really thought about the process of like how you get the oil out of corn. Mm-hmm. Um those little fingies. The little fingies. They find their way to everything. Um, but what I'm learning is that the the extraction process involves like high heat, which um, releases free radicals, which is why like a lot of those oils and things you're not supposed to cook at a really high heat. You can't deep fry. You're not supposed to deep fry with grapeseed oil and and all of that. Mm-hmm. And it's because they're very unstable. And then just as like a little precursor, I was reading about canola oil and how it started out during World War II as, oh. Oh, no. I won't let him have the cords. Uh, I'm such a mean mommy. Um, Oh, but the canola oil started out, yeah, started out as like an engine oil or as like something for lamps. And then like so many things after World War II, they had come up with all of these like new ways to do things. And 
uh, and then they had no use for those things. You know, they didn't need all this extra fuel and everything. And so they switched it around and found new uses for it. But it took several years for them to figure out how to make it to where you could cook with it and it didn't smell really bad. Mm-hmm. And so it like they ended up adding chemicals to it. And I think I can't remember 100%, so I'll have to check this before we actually talk about like this in another segment. But um, they, I think that bleach was involved. Because I guess, like, canola oil is kind of like a dark, very oh. unappetizing color um, just from the oh. extraction process. And so there's bleach and coloring involved to make it kind of that yellow, golden color that we know. So we're back from what was, in actuality, a very short break. But for you, listener, it was a microscopic break. Because a I... most mopic. Gra- yeah, exactly. Microscopic. Um, a unless a, unless a, Jake decides to keep the phone call in and everything, and then everybody's <laughs> going to be like, uh, what are we waiting on? What's, What's happening? Yeah. So during that microscopic break, uh, I put my child down for a much-needed nap so we don't have sticky fingers around here anymore. Mm-hmm. And then I also did some research. <laughs> and so... I'm just gonna I'm just gonna tell you what the steps are for making industrial like seed oils. Okay, are you ready? Yeah. Step one: gather the seeds. Wow. <laughs> Step one to making seed oil is have seeds. <laughs> Step two: heat the seeds to an extremely high temperature, uh, which causes unsaturated fatty acids in the seeds to oxidize. But don't burn the seeds. But don't burn the seeds, and it it creates byproducts that are not good for mammals yeah uh and then the step three i gotta keep my format on uh step three the seeds are processed with a petroleum-based solvent doesn't that sound delightful Mm. a petroleum-based solvent. yes like my what i envision is like petroleum (laughs) jelly i was thinking like vaseline not gasoline (laughs) vaseline Vaseline. that's what i see um but it's this says hexane which sounds Equally terrible. Uh, so hexing? what comes to hexane? Oh. Yes, hexing. <laughs> like I, they bring in the witches. I hex thee. <laughs> hex thee, thou. Bring in the witches. Yes, the witches. Um, so <laughs> I can see, <laughs> I can see Jake typing, and I'm like, oh man, something <laughs> made it into the title list. Um, so hexane, such as hexane. Which makes me think Fern Gully now. Mm-hmm. Right. What was his Hexus. name? Hexus. 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 I'm bad. I'm bad. <laughs> so step song. four is that the seed oil manufacturers use chemicals to deodorize the oils because they have a very off-putting smell mm-hmm. once they're extracted, which I can, I can only imagine what like overly heated oil and hexane smells like. Like that mm-hmm. just sounds like a match made in heaven. Mm-hmm. And then... Well, or on the Earth. last, well, and it's like deodorizing to, um, oh, I guess the deodorizing process produces trans fats, which we all know are terrible. Mm-hmm. And then the final step is to add more chemicals to improve the color. So it's not bleach, it's not bleach per se. They don't say what chemicals are added, but, but some sort be. of chemical <laughs> that changes the color to a more appetizing um, color. That's nice. Yeah. So that and all of this going into what seems like a very like innocent, like standard 
you, you know, we don't think, we think it will stay away from processed foods, but when you're going down the aisle to pick out the oil that you need for your pantry or whatever, do you really think of that as like a processed food? I guess I just never had put it into those terms, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. like, well, I just need, I just need cooking oil. And <laughs> I will say that like, before I really knew all of this, I had thought about trans fats before, because I know that like back in the day they used to use like you know, a lot of tallow and animal fats like that for cooking in restaurants. I think they used to use coconut oil for popping popcorn for a long time at movie theaters. And then, like, there was, like, a whole big thing where they thought saturated fats were the devil. <coughs> yes. <coughs> Don't inhale coffee, folks. You want to make it? Oh, yeah. 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 Oof. I hit my head. <laughs> 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 the microphone. Oh, okay. and that was that. What that sound was? I just heard a. <laughs> what? <laughs> and here he goes again. <laughs> this is a rough episode. I'm gonna fix. <laughs> instead of drinking water, I'm gonna drink more coffee. <laughs> <laughs> instead of inhaling coffee, you're gonna drink coffee, which is the way that it should be. Yeah. But anyway, so they thought saturated fats were terrible for you, and so they like you know a bunch of people got up in arms about coconut oil and so then they started using saturated not saturated fats trans fats to mm-hmm. pop popcorn and blah 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 so anyway it's a, it's a whole thing it's yeah. a whole big thing and so i knew about that and so like i was just talking to you about how like after i learned that i i was never going to buy shortening i was never going to buy like crisco or margarine you know because those we know now are pretty not good for you. Um, but I was just kind of curious, I guess, about like what, like, have you guys ever thought about what kind of oil or fat you were using in any of your cooking or like not even just your cooking, but have you ever thought about fat in general? Like when you go out to eat and you purchase something, do you ever think, oh, I wonder what kind of oil this was cooked in? You know, mm-hmm. like I think about it, and then I quickly try to not think about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. I definitely don't think about it whenever I'm cooking. Like I was thinking, like I use exclusively olive oil and butter <laughs> for if I'm like cooking chicken or just anything. Right. I just don't cook very much. Yeah. So. Right. Well, and that's. I guess that's part of it. Is that like, you know, we talk a lot. We. I say we like. But I guess I talk a lot and I watch a lot of documentaries and I like in the circles that I travel in, I hear a lot about the standard American diet and I've been trying to kind of put my finger on exactly what the standard American diet is. And I kind of feel like maybe it's not even necessarily that like, you know, the standard American is eating McDonald's three times a day or a sleeve of Oreos as a snack. You know, it's not like specific foods, but I feel like the standard American diet might just be like, uh, you know what I mean? Like, I I, I, I don't know. I'm just going to buy what works or whatever. I just like something that kind of like plays into this is that I... I've been thinking a lot about like thinking about what you're eating, like how much thought you actually put into it and actually how much of a priority food is. Like I've been running across a lot of information about how like, like one, just to toss out some numbers. um, One thing that I had recently learned was that I guess 
um, I don't know, 100 years ago, maybe not even 100 years ago, maybe 75 years ago, people spent about 18% of their money, of their yearly income on groceries, on food, and about 9% on health care. And now those numbers have switched where we spend about 9% on our groceries, on our food, mm-hmm. and about 18% on health care. So, I mean, I'm not saying that it's necessarily like a causative relationship there, but I'm wondering if there's at least like a correlation between the two and that like we've just gotten to where other things are more important than what we're fueling our body with. And we're so busy with other things that we just don't do our due diligence and like learning what is really good. And back in the day, you might not have had to do that due diligence. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, uh, like how many was Oreos even a thing back then? I don't feel like it was, I, you know, I'm watching that dramatization on food history. Um, right now and it's talking about how like when Milton Hershey got started, like chocolate wasn't a thing in the United States. Yeah. Like, that's just, it was like, oh, some fancy food that like really wealthy people and Europeans eat, you like know? pineapples. Yeah, exactly. It was just kind of out there and maybe people knew and maybe a lot of people had even had a chocolate at some point, but it wasn't just something that you would just keep in your pantry, mm-hmm. you know? And I have cocoa powder in my pantry. I have Hershey's cocoa powder, dark cocoa powder. <laughs> in my pantry and I have chocolate chips and you know so you know it, it's something that people just wouldn't have purchased before you know mm-hmm. people wouldn't have just if if somebody wanted a cookie they had to have all the constituent parts and they had to put it together and make a cookie or a cake or whatever they couldn't just go and buy Oreos you know there was like time and resources allocated to having cookies on the counter in a cookie jar or whatever. Mm -hmm. And now if I feel like cookies, I don't have to put the time into it. I don't have to have the knowledge or skill to make cookies. I can just go and buy and listen, Oreos are delicious. (laughs) I'm not saying anything against Oreos. I'm just, and that's part of the problem is they're they're delicious. Mm -hmm. Like I can sit there and eat easily, like at least half a box by myself and not easily with a lot of pain, but, really scrumptious pain. I could eat a whole box of Oreos. You know what I mean? Like I could do that. And I wouldn't. Me too. Especially since my wife is gluten free, she can't eat the Oreos. So if we buy Oreos, I'm the only one who's going to eat them. Exactly. (laughs) And so like you can just go to the grocery store and not even think about it, pick up a package of Oreos and all it cost you was like $2 and no time, no skill, no research, nothing. You don't have to look at the ingredients. You don't have to look and see that like, that stuffing is primarily trans fat. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so I'm just wondering if like we don't, like it didn't used to be necessary to do your due diligence about where your food came from and what kind of food it was and how it affects your body. Used to be you just ate things that were good, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe that's like my romanticized view on it or whatever. But now, so that's not a skill that was passed down through the generations. Maybe we right. got like little tidbits of information. Like, you know, if you eat too many potatoes, you're going to get chunky. Like <laughs> that's just kind of like old knowledge that too too much food is going to cause problems. Yeah. But we didn't have to know all this stuff. And now like doing your due diligence and understanding where your food comes from and whether it's good or bad for you and all of that stuff isn't just 
a skill that we learned. And also we've learned to be kind of like disgusted by high mm -hmm. quote unquote high prices of food and myself included. Like I don't buy primarily organic or grass fed or any of that just mostly because I'll, I'll sit here at my kitchen table researching all this and go, I'm going to switch to organic. I'm going to switch to grass fed. And then I go to the grocery store and it's like, okay, well I can buy a pound of hamburger meat. That's just regular hamburger meat and it's $10 or I can buy the organic equivalent and it's 17 or whatever the yeah. difference is. And it's a lot harder to put my money where my mouth is. And literally. literally. <laughs> and so, you know, I'm just, and this is me like knowing these things, like researching it and, and like sitting riveted in front of these documentaries and like looking, looking back to find that information and where it came from and all of that stuff. And I know these things and I still don't make the most healthy choices all of the time. And so it just makes me wonder if the standard American diet is that, is not really knowing what to do and not having the time to devote to it and also like wanting to spend your money on other things, whether it's a vacation or your bills or whatever the other stuff is that you need to focus on. Like if that's what the standard American diet really is, is just like not knowing and not having the time or wherewithal to like really research it. And, and that's just what it is. It's, Cause I, I like, I can, I think I even told you guys recently, like I consider myself like a home cook and I really like to cook really healthy. I tried to feed my family healthy, but even I had gotten into this habit of like, I would start almost every dinner. I would start cooking and I would just like glug, 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 glug mm -hmm. some oil in. And I've like learned in the last few months that like, I can just, I mean, I don't even need a teaspoon. Sometimes I don't even need the oil. I can just put it in the pan with a little bit of like whatever seasoning I'm going for, you know, if like balsamic vinegar or Worcestershire sauce or soy sauce or just a little broth or whatever. And that's good enough to get things going. And so like just I was overusing oil like crazy. And thankfully, avocado oil is just my favorite to have around just because I feel like it's the cleanest tasting oil like everything else kind of tastes like what it is and avocado I think avocado just by itself kind of has like this cool refreshing light kind of flavor and so that is what you get when you cook with avocado oil and so it's kind of my favorite and so I was really glad when I saw this list of like these are these are healthy plant-derived fats and avocado oil was on there and I was like oh thank goodness because that's like all I use yeah. um what about vegetable oil just regular vegetable oil is that in the same category yeah it's in the same mm -hmm. it's in the same category because like when you think about vegetables vegetables don't have a high fat content that's true yeah. so you're having to and that's like one of the other points for this is that like when you are refining something down that much like w one of the arguments for this, which we'll get into later is like, um, you know, everybody knows about omega sixes and omega threes, like, Oh, the standard American diet is really deficient in omega three. So you need to eat copious amounts of fish. Well, the problem isn't necessarily that we aren't getting enough omega threes. It's that we're getting too many omega sixes and, um, mm, highly refined vegetable oils are a really big source of, oh. of omega sixes. And so, like, instead of saying, hey, just, like, back off on the vegetable oils, they're saying eat more fish, eat more. So, like, 
And here's the thing is that like, then you're not just adding those nutrients, you're adding those calories, you know? So Mm -hmm. it doesn't really make a lot of sense to like, to provide balance in your diet, not by removing harmful calories, but by adding good calories. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's only so many calories a person can have in a day and not just go way overboard. And, um, so I think, I think that that whole argument is kind of interesting, but, um, and again, we'll talk about that more, I think in a later episode, but anyway, I was just, I, I was just curious, like, I mean, does it had, did this ever cross your mind really? I think just lately, because you said that you were trying to cook with less oil and in my case, whenever I would cook, I think I would do it less for um, flavor sake mm-hmm. and more for keeping it from sticking to the pan sake, mm-hmm. you know? And so for me, it was just like that utilitarian reason. Right. Um, and I remember always like struggling to figure out how much I should put in because I didn't care about putting a lot in or mm-hmm. not enough. It's just I didn't want stuff to stick, you know? Right, right. And so, I mean, that just probably comes from my not very educated you know, way of thinking about cooking because I just don't, I don't know. I don't do it very often, but, um, yeah, I never, I never did think about it. I, I was always curious which oils I should use or not. And then you started saying you were going to start cooking with less or no oil. Mm -hmm. And, um, I thought that was really neat. I'm, and And I'm exactly notice a difference, the opposite from you, because I'm not, I don't (laughs) use olive oil just to keep it from sticking to the pan because a little, because if like if I'm cooking chicken and there's it sticks to the pan a little bit, that's good because it makes fond, and then you can scrape that up with some other things and make beautiful, beautiful sauce. But mm-hmm. I use olive oil because I love the way it tastes, mm-hmm. and like probably something that I should, <laughs> based off this conversation, never eat again, even though I'm gonna, is uh, <laughs> one of my favorite things, Isla Olio, because the sauce oh. is a puddle of oil. It's well, just a thick puddle <laughs> of oil that you put a bunch of garlic and red pepper flake in. Well, and, and I looked it up tossed all your pasta in, and it's all of this oily fatty lovely goodness yeah. and that's i love that stuff well and i looked it up and olive oil is actually on the like good fat list but you can still like way overdo well, it way yeah overdo yeah it. okay well as long as it's on but, the good but list it's on, I'm not so get and the, it, the like the good versus the bad <laughs> is like that you know some oils like for example corn or vegetable oil they're derived from things that are not very fatty and you have to like highly refine them mm-hmm. but olives have fat in them naturally mm-hmm. and so do avocados obviously have a yeah. lot of fat and so do coconuts they have a lot mm-hmm. of fat and so the refining process it's just a lot less refining a lot less extraction you know and more just like juicing you know what I mean yeah. like it's just kind of squeezing and that's it. I think I and it makes sense now why people would be like you should probably fry your stuff in like peanut oil right right they're super oily and you don't have to refine it right super heavily to get that stuff out of there and yeah, avocado oil sounds great. And I've mm-hmm. used your avocado oil when mm-hmm. I've cooked here before. And so I'm very okay with switching over and having avocado yeah. be my neutral flavored oil that I use for things. Yes, and that's like primarily the reason I switched to it is because even olive oil is very, like it has a very like olive flavor to mm-hmm. it. So and, like, and I try to I, find the olive oil that's even more flavorful than right, the other stuff. Right, right. Like, <laughs> and that's great for like salad dressings and stuff. But like yeah. I made the very, very bad decision to try and use olive oil in like a pie crust or something one uh-huh. time. And it was <laughs> awful. Oh, I bet. Awful. It was so bad. So I, I don't like having, you know, I have this for this and that for that. Like I like having... Um, like one oil that I can use for everything, you yeah. know? And so 
and that being said, like I have sesame oil in my in my pantry. I don't use it very often. If I do, it's like four drops of it. But like I do have like some specialized things, but I just don't like having to have what? No, I was just I was just telling you earlier that sesame oil is like my favorite part yeah. of uh, <laughs> oriental cooking <laughs> because yeah. I love the way it tastes. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I understand. But um, you know, I don't like to have a bunch, but that being said, like I've just having learned all of this, like I just bought some tallow to start playing with. Cause I, you know, like for biscuits and stuff like that, instead of just butter, cause we do have some friends that, um, have some kiddos that are dairy free. And yeah. so I was like, maybe I could use tallow and some of the baked things that I'm planning on instead of butter or whatever. And so I've just been kind of like playing with that a little bit. And it was, it's kind of one of the healthier things um, because saturated fat is not the demon that we thought that it was for a long time. So anyway, I just, I don't know. I think that's interesting too. Like Mm -hmm. the the crazy fad diets from the fifties and the sixties and Mm -hmm. stuff saying that to get away from the saturated fat and to go toward the trans when in reality it's the opposite that we should be looking at. Right. I find that fascinating because Kendra and I have talked about that a couple of times where Kendra had watched a video about it or something. And she was like, how did they do that? How did they get to that conclusion? Right. Only for two, three decades later for us to figure out. Right. What were you doing? Well, and I always come back to like, you know, and I say this while I was studying nutrition, you know, (laughs) like it sounds like I did a lot, but I didn't, I didn't complete that nutrition degree. But what I always, what I remember sitting there thinking in all of those classes was that, like you can't approach nutrition and say, if I eliminate all of this, like one thing, then I will have better health or that I'll be the healthiest person ever. Mm -hmm. Like what I always kept coming back to was just balance and, um, and trying to eat as naturally as possible, you know? Um, and Again, I don't do this. I do eat Oreos sometimes and I I give my kids treats and and stuff like that. But like I think when I am just cooking at home and and just living my daily life, I really try to stick to as least processed as I can. Um and I don't I don't eliminate anything from our diets. You know what I mean? Like we, we eat everything. We eat dairy, we eat meat, we eat vegetables and legumes and greens. I mean, greens are vegetables, but we, we just kind of eat the whole gamut. And the only thing that I really try, I mean, I very rarely used even use even canned goods of any kind or like anything that comes in a package, like things that come in packages to me are like, reserved for treats or for eating out or eating at somebody else's house. Cause I'm also not going to go to somebody's house and be like, Oh, you're serving us Oreos for dessert. You are an unhealthy villain and you're trying to rob my children of their health or whatever. Like, I don't think that way. If you're going to give me Oreos for dessert and I've come over to your house, like I'm going to be grateful for them because I love them, Mm -hmm. you know? And, but I'm not going to have them at my house all the time because I want to leave room for that. I want to leave margin in my life to be able to like when, when I, I, when I was pregnant, I would always like, if I was at home and I'd like, I probably drank too much coffee, like more coffee than I like quote unquote should have when I was pregnant with my kids. But, um, whenever I was home, I almost always drank coffee. And I remember dad asked like, 
asking me one day when we were over there like if I wanted a cup of coffee and then he was like oh man I'm sorry it's regular I forgot that you only drink decaf right now and I was like oh no I, I can drink some regular it's fine and he was like I thought you were only making decaf at your house and I said well I do that's mm-hmm. so that if I go out if somebody invites me to coffee or has coffee at their house and it's just regular coffee I don't feel like well I've already had my daily allotment yeah. of caffeine so I probably shouldn't um, and that's what I kind of do at my house is like, I try really hard to on our just normal weekly meals. I try to make them pretty healthy and, um, nutritious so that when we're out doing stuff with other people, I don't have to feel like that, like health nut. That's like, you know, hold on, let me, re- let me read all the label first and make sure that this passes my 20 categories of health and safety. You know, like yeah. I just, I don't want to think about it when I'm out without, with other people and, so I leave margin for that by really being careful about what I cook at home. And that's the only reason is because I don't want to think about it when I'm out with other people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but like, these are things that I think about and I don't know that everybody does, which is just making me sound crazier and crazier. I think right now, because <laughs> the more I think about it, the less like, who do I have these conversations with? Myself. <laughs> I sit here and I think about, uh, poor Steven. Oh my gosh. How many times have I been sitting there for 30 minutes droning on about like trans fat and all, and just like my plans for our diets, our collective diet in our house. And I look at him and I can just tell he's like, yes, dear. <laughs> okay. Well, that's no. what our audience is for. <laughs> It's true. To give to give Stephen a breather. It's true. Well, he's the thing is that like whatever our audience gets, Stephen has probably already listened to the spiel like five times at least. You you've refined it a little bit by the time I, it gets to our audience. Maybe, maybe, and then it passes through me as the el- as the editor filter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, I don't. I, I just hit my head on the microphone. That's all. Again? Okay. Oh no! No, okay. I, that's all I do. That's all, <laughs> that's all I'm I good like, for here. Again? You, you, and look at me with the deer in the headlights. <laughs> so, <laughs> what does that mean for me? Exactly. And I think what that means for I like. I think that the thing that I always want to get out of just this like this outpouring of information is mostly it's for me to be able to digest it because I'm. I'm a very verbal processor. So like whenever I'm just like unleashing all of this to you or Steven, it's me trying to figure out, okay, how can I work this into my life and how can I do it in a way that also doesn't just like steal all of my joy, you know, mm-hmm. cause I love to eat and I love to cook and I don't want, I don't want to say I will never use oil in my cooking again mm-hmm. because that's no fun. I was going to say, I don't think I could do that. I love olive oil so much for flavor. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and stuff like chicken and Hi, pasta baby. and just stuff like that. And so it's me just trying to figure out how to how to make it work for our life. But also just like if I can just make anybody else just a little bit more aware so that they can make that same decision, mm-hmm. you know, just like how can I fit some healthy things into my life while also not ruining all of my fun. Yeah. You know, that would be yeah. awesome. I'm being sure. summoned. <laughs> well, that's all right. I think that this is a great time to um, go ahead and shut it down and make you all wait for the next time that we uh, speak. Absolutely. Hope you've enjoyed Oils Part 1. Mm-hmm. Oils Part 1. Yeah. Um, 
possibly going to be called something about sperm whales. Hopefully not. It could be. Sperm I actually took oil. those off the list. Thank <laughs> goodness. Because they had nothing to do with the actual episode. <laughs> yeah. But I hope you had fun. Uh, I hope you learned something. And uh, I hope appreciate you, you switch to avocado oil because I'm very willing to do that after this episode. <laughs> it's actually really, really good. I yeah, like avocado, I've used it avocado here oil. before and I just, I never go and get it. Yeah. But then again, I don't do a whole lot of things that require a neutral flavored oil. Mm-hmm. I can always I mean, like in baking, taste know, coconut oil and I don't like it. I don't yeah. like the way coconut oil, oil tastes and I can always taste when it's in something. Anyway, that's, yeah, yeah that's well, good. Well, let us know what you think on comment sections on Instagram and things like that. Um, leave us a rating, do all those lovely podcast things. Be, be our friends as our audience. That'd be great. And shout out to the people in Ireland and Germany who have apparently heard our podcast. That's kind of cool. <laughs> I appreciate if that. You, they may never listen again. You know what I mean? So I just shouted them out for no reason. But anyway, if, if, if you ever happen to hear this, I we don't love know. you. How much do people in Ireland and Germany like to eat oil? <laughs> yeah, who, who knows I would imagine they have access to better ones I, than would, I, I probably <laughs> <laughs> those Americans worrying about their yeah, oil their nasty nasty oil but and they're, like they're they in the like the high alps of Germany <laughs> with their like fresh sweet cream butter and stuff yeah. like. <laughs> so what I mean by shout out to the people in Ireland and Germany I mean stick you <laughs> <laughs> Say that offend having, them. What I mean is invite me us. over for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> that's the stuff. That's that's the way it goes. Just don't talk to Jake ever again and only talk no, to No, but Tanya I want to go. Again. I'm you just, can't. I'm just you were jealous. just offensive. Nobody cares what you think. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't the way friendship and relationships work, Jacob. That's not what this is about. Bye, guys. <laughs> Bye-bye.